0: Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are back and rolling. Welcome to another edition of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. on big game Bob coming to you on your local airwaves. However, you're listening, whyver you're listening, folks. We're just happy you are indeed listening. Uh, this is a masterful, masterful start to the Brilliant Dumb Show here today. Intro to the Brilliant Dumb Show. Today, we have a very special interview coming up. Today, we have Andy Milanakis. From MTV. Now, some of you may not know who Andy Milanakis is because he had a stretch in, I would say, even going back to 2004, 2007 on MTV. He had a show called The Andy Milanakis Show. Um, and, and he is as bizarre as bizarre gets. Uh, the show made no sense. The show had no direction to it. He would do silly raps and just. Crazy, crazy shit. Um, great guy, very funny. Um, and and I didn't know if this would be geared an interview geared toward the, the fan base here of the show. I'm so damn happy we did it because I just find him to be a very curious, interesting guy. Um, again, he had a show called the Andy Milanakis show on MTV. Uh, people near my age group, 28, 31, 25, will remember Andy Milanakis. Um, just a bizarre, bizarre character that's going to be coming on. I said I wanted to get back into the interviews. That's exactly what we're doing here, but To start out the show right out of the gate, you're going to hear Andy in a bit. Andy talks about getting the omakase at sushi places. He's a big foodie. I would love to have him on the pantry, boys. He talks to me about doing the omakase. I think I might have done an omakase like one time at a sushi joint. And what the omakase is, it's the chef's choice, the chef's selection. It's on them To give you what they want. It's totally chef selection. You have no say in it. It's one of the pricier things on the menu. And they just let it rip, whatever they're feeling that day, whatever the freshest fish is that day. Andy Milanakis talked up this omakase on the menu. And we did the interview prior this morning. And I said to myself, we finished up the interview. I said, I gotta get an omakase. It was Right around lunchtime, I said I want to do the chef special. Just fuck me up with the omakase. I could do some lunchtime sushi. I go by myself. I like eating by myself a good amount of the time. Um, and I go and I go to the sushi joint to get the the omakase. I walk into a place that my friend has recommended to me before. Not a soul in the place. I walk up to the front to sit at the front, right where the chef's, you know, doing his thing. And I ask the chef. I sit down and I said, sir, do do you do a good omakase? And I didn't realize that that's kind of a diss to a sushi chef. It's like asking a a first baseman in the major leagues if they're a good baseball player. You know what I mean? It's like, can you hit well? It's kind of like a shot to a sushi chef who's been doing this for his lifetime's worth work to ask do you do a om- good omakase? It's asking whether or not you're a good sushi chef. He didn't say a word to me. He just points down to the seat and just basically looks at me dead in the eye and says, "Sit the fuck down, young man." Not a soul in the joint. All of a sudden, he whips out his knife and he just yells. I, I want to say it was in Japanese, but I don't even know if it meant he just ah. <gasps> He was pissed. He was pissed, and he basically said, "I'm gonna shove this omakase right down this kid's fucking throat. I'm gonna make the best omakase this kid's ever had." And I was like frightened. I I didn't realize that I really upset the guy, and he's just yelling through the window to the back kitchen, and this guy just starts going to town. We don't say anything to each other. We don't look at each other. He wanted... To fuck me up, and he is bringing things out of the kitchen—different sea creatures that I had never seen before. It was spectacular, and he's firing plate after plate after plate. There's bluefish coming out. There's rock shrimp coming out. There's starfish coming out. This guy is throwing the entire fucking sea at me, and he's going at it. People come in walking after. He didn't give a shit. He was there to prove a point. And those people were not being served until my omakase was done. He wanted to shove it right up my ass. And it was phenomenal. And up my ass is exactly where he shoved it. He rocked my world. And he was going to keep firing me fish till I was completely full and tapped out. Now, he did meet his match because I just keep going. I'm hard to take down food wise. I'm just going to keep going. As soon as I was done with one plate, he had the other and he wouldn't, he would wait till I swallowed it. And then he would just drop the plate down right on me with the next fish. And he would sit there and he would watch me as soon as I swallowed the last bite, he would just drop another. He was ready to just fire down all sorts of salmon and nigiri, all types of shit at me. This guy totally, totally rocked my world. So when you go and you go to get sushi, it is very disrespectful to ask the sushi chef if he does a good omakase because this guy was pissed and it showed in his food. It was absolutely spectacular. I got the fuck out of there. He was pissed. And I don't blame him. But th- this interview with Andy Milanakis had me thinking, I said, shit, I could really go for some sushi right now. And I hit it. And did I pay a fortune? I sure did. Worth every single dollar. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring in the big fella himself. Andy Milanakis, one of the more bizarre characters. Out there, here comes our interview. We'll close it down with the Ask Bob segment. This is going to be Andy Milanakis MTV. Let's let it rip. There's the big fella himself. Let's bring him in. Let's let let's bring him in here, Mr. Milanakis. Welcome to the big show, big fella. How are we doing today? Good, good. Let me get better lighting because that light is killing it over there. You look good. And what what type of what type of shelves do you have there? Those things look all over. Let me see those shelves. Look at that. What is that? that is chaos, Andy. Yeah, I just like really weird artistic. No, this is an Airbnb. <laughs> it's an Airbnb. Oh, it's an Airbnb. they don't have any room for you to put your shelves on for anything. <laughs> exactly. <They're... laughs> you know, it, it it's funny, Andy. What, what 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 I like about you, okay? There's gonna be some people out there listening to the show right now that'll say who's Andy Milanakis. What I like about Andy Milanakis is, is Andy Milanakis is, is a guy, if you know, you know. And I know Andy Milanakis, because because that run you had, I mean, the MTV phase, that was it was one for the ages. Thanks, Ben. It was one for the ages, Andy. Hell yeah. And you know, I will say another thing too. The show that you had, the the Andy Milanakis show, okay, which is to me where I really got familiar with Andy Milanochis, okay. One of the most without question bizarre shows I've ever seen in my life.
1: Thanks, man. That means a lot. I like um I don't know when I started making videos, I I really I don't know why because I, I really like comedy, but oh, I, I um I always had the urge to make people go like what the fuck more oh, than you, I, oh oh, 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 oh uh, yeah.
0: Did you ever did you more, ever
1: more than actually being like haha zing I kind of like making people go like, what the fuck did I just watch
0: more than the last even, you know. Now, was there any was there any structure to like script that all to it? Or were you just coming on and you were just letting it rip? Because if you wanted the what the fuck reaction to me, <laughs> you got you got the what the fuck reaction. But that was kind of the draw to it, Andy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, there was definitely some scripted stuff. Like, there was structured scripted stuff. No matter how stupid or weird it was, there were kind of like scripted stuff that we had to do art for. Like, um, you know, I wanted to do something with a big pez dispenser that had a chicken nugget come out of it. You know, we had to make, you know, get that made. So we couldn't just like do everything on the fly. But now, do you? A is- lot of,
0: Do you go to the producer and say, hey, this this is what I need. I need a Pez dispenser that's going to shoot out a chicken nugget.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what was great is because usually, you know, before I got my show, I was making really stupid videos on my own. And now I got to see like actual like art design come with like some of the stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, they just made that. I could just say something really fucking stupid and they make it. I'm like, oh, sick.
0: Well, I'll tell you even the even the way that that the show kind of came about, correct me if I'm wrong, but but you had a song go viral. Where you do a lot of rapping, you do a lot of songs, you had a song go viral called The Super Bowl is Gay. And and what you did is you just kind of rattled off everything that you felt was gay, even just beyond the Super Bowl. Andy Milanakis, do you actually feel that the Super Bowl is gay?
1: I mean, they said it themselves. Like twenty years later, they put out an Instagram post saying that the Super Bowl is gay. That football is gay. So, I mean, I guess I was just ahead
0: of my time. (laughs) So you 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 stand by it. You still think that the Super Bowl is gay?
1: I mean, it's gay and it's straight. It's a little bit of everything. You know,
0: yeah. It brings it brings everybody together, Andy, for better, for better or for worse.
1: Yes, it does. And tolerance is a good thing, you know.
0: Now, okay, so so Andy Milanaki's show comes out, okay? And is do you have the, okay, I made it type moment. Here I am, I'm on MV, MTV right now. I'm sure you're going out. I'm sure you're getting recognized. Did you have the, now I know you were doing stuff prior, but was this for you, the I made it moment?
1: It was the I made it moment, 100%. And by I made it moment was... That was my first time I had a hardcore panic attack.
0: You <laughs> did. Huh? Was, was it, why was it overwhelming?
1: It was one of those cavemen thing. It wasn't like what sometimes anxiety is a crazy thing. It's behind the scenes. You're not like, Oh my God, I can't handle this. Let me panic. You know what I mean? Your brain just kind of kicks in and tells your, tells your body like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you don't think it a lot of times with anxiety, you're not thinking, oh, my God, I'm really scared now. Oh, my God. Now I'm starting to get anxious. It just happened. I walked into a club in Hollywood, fucking 30 people surrounded me and I just couldn't breathe. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was supposed to feel good. <laughs>
0: and it, it, so in a way, it was a little bit overwhelming to you.
1: It was very overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, uh, eventually I like kind of, you know, I got you used to it a little bit and I learned how to handle it um but uh you know you know it's 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 good and bad you know sometimes sometimes it feels nice I could just be having a shitty day like I don't really you know I'm a overall I'm a pretty happy dude but I could just have kind of a whatever blah day and walk down to walk down the street uh to order something to go and someone will come up to me and say like some of the nicest shit that I've ever heard that like, you know, the stuff they watched to me kind of shaped their sense of humor, stuff like that. You know, that feels good when douchebags put their arm around you and manhandle you and yeah. say, Yo, talk to my
0: cousin, bro. Yo, do the line, bro. And you like, know, the oh, the the, the problem me. you have is Andy, because you you if if like you are say you are having a bad day you don't feel like being recognized back in that day and and by the way with the Andy Milnaka show being on MTV everybody at that time was watching MTV you're a very recognizable face you're a very recognizable person to where if you're having that bad day I mean it, it's hard to go unseen for you know
1: yeah I mean it's my own fault though if I if I decide to go douche it up at a Hollywood club then hey, I'm there we gonna- go that's what I'm going to get. You know what I mean? If I'm having a bad day, just don't go anywhere stay home and chill. There we uh, go. But uh, you know, it was nice, man. It was like, you know, it, it was a big life change, man. I was working in a cubicle doing it stuff. And now like they're opening the red carpet for me, like giving me free bottles and tables and like, just like, you know, now looking back at that stuff, it's silly shit that is kind of like whatever, But at the time when your life changes in such a drastic way, when you go from being like, you know, that office mentality of like, don't be late, this is what you gotta do day in, day out, nine to five, you know. And I've had a lot of real jobs, I've had plenty of real jobs, but going from that lifestyle to like, hey, here's free food, here's for alcohol here's all the fucking girls.
0: Plus, hey, I mean, I, I was, I, Andy, Andy you, party. you beat me to it. The ladies had to be swarming. I mean, the ladies love the funny guy. You were the funny guy. I mean, they had to be swarming, you know, Andy Milonakis.
1: Yeah. I mean the, but it's all about the quality.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I know. So they were swarming just wasn't the quality type of girls.
1: Well at the time, like, okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be holier than that new 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 to this life free entry free liquor to the clubs getting drunk i'm not going to be like oh that girl's a little bit too slutty you know what i mean like at the time i was just kind of all right this is fun you know what i mean
0: so Um, when it's first coming at you you, you're taking anything you can get
1: yeah after after a while like i mean i was still i was still a bit choosy. you know there were some girls like all the coke girls who were like grinding their teeth I'm like, where are we going next? Like <laughs> I can't do the coke girls. I can't do the coke now,
0: girls. So you can't do the coke girls, but let me ask you this, Andy. Okay, Were there girls that you never would have had a shot at that now they're throwing themselves at you?
1: Yes and no. Maybe I would have had a shot with
0: them without the TV show if I had the max confidence of me with the TV a TV show. show. I like that. That's, you know, I got to tell you, Andy, that's a great fucking answer. Yeah. That's a real good. I like oh. you, Andy. Nothing, nothing's off limits. We could just kind of let it fly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I like, I like this a lot. Now let me ask you something, Andy. Okay. Why? I I, I want to ask you, because I wonder this all the time. Okay. Every, you know, we spoke about MTV. MTV was the thing. I mean, it was it. That was the number yeah, one. On yeah, I mean, me too. That was the thing. So you had to even be more thrilled when you got the show to MTV. But what the hell happened to MTV? What, like, why can they not get it get it back? There's been times where you thought. I think maybe Jersey. Did Jersey Shore have? Were they on MTV? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So
0: maybe there was times where we thought MTV was going to come back. What's what, How have they not been able to get back on the throne?
1: I I think like. Number one, TV has been just going downhill. You know, true. Netflix, very true. Netflix, Netflix is king, right? Yeah. I think in Hollywood, a lot of times the people who make decisions of what to put on the air are not creatives themselves so they don't know what the fuck they're doing somehow they got a golden ticket to fucking Willy Wonka's factory and got to push the buttons and they don't know what the fuck they're doing and every now and then like a good producer comes along that has an eye for something that's cool and you have stuff like Tom Green you know I got to do my show that I thought was you know I'm not going to be uh, like the most cocky person ever but I thought it was pretty creative and I, good. I did too uh, and uh and, you know, and then back even before my show, there was like waves of MTV doing cool, interesting, weird shows. And then you have like 8 million episodes of like, you know, stuff like Room Raiders and dating shows and, yeah. and reality shows. And uh, I don't know, it just comes and goes. I mean, you got to you got to either give credit to or fault the people who are making this, this the decisions. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not a fucking executive, but if you told me I have the power to put any show on MTV that I want, I would just go scouting on the Internet and find like some really talented, fucking cool, creative people and give them
0: shows because what the fuck is on now? You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. That's a very good question. It's a very good question. Now, Andy Milanaki's show went on for was it three years, three years. Yeah. So after the third year, you have the third season. Did they tell you that that was going to be the end of it? Or was that your choice?
1: So basically um so so basically what was interesting was okay so after after season 1 they were really trying to bump up MTV2 as a yeah. as a channel that people tune into and not just flip and find
0: another bad so, play on MTV
1: so so they were like you know um we want you and wild boys on MTV2 to kind of like spearheaded and be like, we're going to tune into these shows. Yeah. Uh, And then Jimmy said we could fight to keep it on like regular MTV or, and then maybe just not get the show at all, or just say like, let's do a season two, fuck it, wherever you want to put us, put us. And then season two, the ratings were kind of like, okay. But what saved us, which was new at the time was on demand. And when they looked at my on-demand numbers, it was like the most watched on on-demand on MTV. So, they so like, is that to where they're
0: purchasing it or they're downloading it on through their DVR?
1: No, just they already they already have MTV is their cable plan, and they're just pressing like play. I gotcha. A, like a previously aired thing. So the archaic ass Nielsen's rating box that's like in one out of like a hundred thousand households or whatever they're like. this has bad ratings, but then they're like on demand. Now we're using digital technology where we can see actual hard numbers and everybody's
0: watching. Now, are you, are you a numbers guy, Andy Milonakis? To me, if I, if I had my own show, I I would have to be watching the numbers. Are you looking for the ratings and the numbers week by week?
1: Yeah, I was.
0: Yeah. And did it drive you crazy Uh, to a regard?
1: No, not really. Yeah. No, not really.
0: I mean, it, it performed well on MTV one. They should have just left it alone. I mean, it was it's so funny, though, because, you know, it, I, I that hit with me when you said that you wanted to have the, the let people, you know, the the kind of humor. It's just like, what the fuck to where you don't know? Should you laugh? Should you cry? Like, what the hell just happened? And it's really one of the only TV shows where it had it to that effect. You know, I remember watching, I would just be like, what, 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 what just happened? And it was quick. It was choppy. It kept coming at you. But I see what you mean to where you almost want to stay on the MTV. To me, the MTV2 is like ESPN2. You'll tune in. Yeah. To, you know You know what I mean? And kind of an, in a way.
1: Yeah, they were like, they were using me and like fucking Stevo and as like guinea pigs for their other channel to, right. to, to bring people to watch it. Which ultimately made my show suffer a bit. But hey, it's it's long over and I'm happy I got three seasons out of it because yeah. a lot of people get shows that they don't even run the full season and they don't make a name for themselves. And like, look, I don't I I, I don't have my head in the clouds. I don't think I'm like some high on the total pole person in Hollywood. I'm not, but it, you know, I haven't had a fucking real job in twenty years. You know, it, it gave me enough of a name to kind of keep doing things and
0: having beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, it's a, be- yeah, it's, so- a, it's a beautiful thing. Andy Milanakis. And there's no, what? Qu- there's there's no question about it. Let me ask you something. What would you do outside of your show? Okay. Cause I'm sure you'll be biased to some regard there. What would you say? Andy Milanakis, top three MTV shows of all time. What are you getting? Um, the
1: Tom green show. Okay. Uh, the Old
0: school real world, the like the first like five I'm years so with world. you. What a great call. What a great call, Andy. hundred percent.
1: And uh I think I don't know, maybe like liquid television or something like that.
0: Okay. Uh, t- to to me, I mean, is it crazy just to to, to oh, throw wait, all right
1: no no, no no beavis and butthead?
0: Okay, oh yeah, started beavis on M T V
1: i hungry, hope. And butt head in the original real world, like first five years.
0: I think it, we would be better off. I think this world would be better off if MTV finds its way back to the throne.
1: Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be branded as MTV, maybe just something similar to it. You know what I yeah.
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: MTV's not gonna do it, and they're gonna put out bullshit just like hey, like, let's get a fucking alternative channel on Netflix and Put some dope shit on it. I mean, I know, I know Netflix has stuff. Just like here's this show, here's that show, but it'd be interesting now that like digital world has far been taking over. If digital platforms would kind of like arrange stuff, kind
0: of almost like channels for you. I like it. Work. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, Andy. I can tell that the the wheels are still churning in there yeah. for you. They're constantly gone, huh?
1: That's that's. That's called being in Hollywood for 17 years and never touching hard drugs. You know, there we go.
0: Now, was
1: it lean? OK, but I never did anything like that. You,
0: you know. did do a little lean, huh?
1: It, I did sip a
0: little lean. I'm not the, the problem guy. I think I would have with that, though, doesn't the lean? I mean, doesn't it to me? It would just put me to sleep.
1: Well, I would do it in a music studio while I'm making music. So I was kind of like amped up. So I was like, you know. I got you like a good contrast.
0: to. And then it's just kind of like anything goes no filter you just kind of let it fly you're feeling loose.
1: Yeah but also like when I did that shit and that shit is garbage you know what I mean like don't do it but when I did stuff like that I was very very careful I would like look up doses I would make sure not to go overboard I wouldn't mix it with anything but I mean I, I gotta say if I if I escaped Hollywood unscathed in 17 years with never yeah. trying Coke or any other hard drugs. And I just dabbled and tried a couple little
0: pharmaceuticals at a time. like I feel like I did pretty. okay. I, I think you did great. If all you did was sip a little bit of lean at the yeah. status that, that you had, I mean, shit, I think you, you, you made out very well. And you ain't I've done yet. Offered- I've been offered cocaine probably over a thousand times. You you have been on coke, offered cocaine or or on good co- because you've been on cocaine offered. that erases everything you just said. Offered, offered, offered. I can only imagine, but that had I used to be tough to after for you.
1: Parties after the club and just everybody was doing coke, and I'm like, why? Why don't I just go
0: home? What am I doing here? But and was like it, they would I have mean- to drink shit too, so I would just drink more. Was it tempting for you? you? Got all the ladies surrounding you. You got people offering you this left and right, and, and good on you for not. But it had to be a little tempting, no?
1: It was zero percent tempting because I'm deathly afraid of that shit. Now, when you're deathly afraid of that something, that's like saying, are you tempted to fucking sniff Tide with bleach? There you're not tempted if you if you went to like a million laundromats and hung out with people. And everybody was like sipping on Tide
0: with bleach. Would you be tempted? That I tell you, very good analogy, Andy. Very good analogy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We interrupt the Brilliant Um Show to let you know that the Brilliant Um Show is brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped. The Manscaped has gone global, meaning everybody's pubes are now crisp, are now nice and clean. Protect your pubes just the same way that the guy in Great Britain is doing right now. Manscaped is worldwide. Globally, just phenomenal looking genitals. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped, you can have phenomenal looking genitals by using promo code 20 Bobby, getting 20% off your first Manscaped order and free shipping. That's promo code 20 Bobby. Protect your nuts. I can't stress it enough. They are valuable. Gentlemen, get the lawnmower 4.0. Get the performance package 4.0. That also includes the weed whacker. Manscaped ain't fucking around. Let your ball sack fuck around, not your pubes. I might be getting out of hand now with this ad read. I I, I might, I might be getting out of hand. I'm really getting into it. I'm really getting into it here. Twenty percent off. Manscaped. Use promo code Twenty Bobby. Twenty 20% percent off. Free shipping. Protect your fucking nuts. Sorry for the language, ladies and gentlemen. We are moving on. Let me ask yeah. you something. Something that you're not afraid of, okay? That I was watching you. That I, I was, I was really blown away, okay? Because when I'm doing my Andy Milonakis research, there's a video, okay, of you and the guy from Hot uh, Hot Ones, mm-hmm. Sean. Uh, what, remind me, what's the last name? Oh, Sean Evans. Sean Evans, this guy's great. He really is. Yeah. He does a very good job. Does a very good interview. You two went out and you two went out for sushi. Okay. Yeah. Your sushi knowledge, the Andy Milonakis sushi knowledge was <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, there was things that I was learning that I couldn't believe one that I'm going to test you on. It was okay. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, you know, we did that sushi episode because I was too much of a pussy to do hot ones. They wanted me to do hot ones. I'm with I'm you like, though. I would, I would want nothing to right. do with that. I'm like, dude. Okay, I can. T- I'm not like complete. Like, oh, I can't even do anything more than Tabasco. I can do like medium spicy shit. I can have some habanero sauce on stuff. It's spicy, but I can handle it. But then when you get into the category of ghost chilies and shit like that, I'm like, I don't know how these people handle it. Like Gordon Ramsay, you could see he was like spitting it out and like having a hard time.
0: I would be like Gordon Ramsay. Ramsey. Like well, go. So the only problem that you have, OK, because I'm with you, I couldn't when it gets to that meter where they're trying these hot wings and trying to have a conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, the show does so well. It does so much numbers. It has so many eyeballs that you almost say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to I'm going to just go for it. And it's huge publicity. Not as sure. huge as coming on the Brill and Dumb show on a Monday morning right now. But it, but that's huge publicity. Andy no, but
1: out. but how many videos does Sean Evans have eating
0: hot wings? A whole how lot. Not not how a whole lot doing sushi. You dog, <laughs> you dog. I like the way you think. <laughs> I like the way and you were schooling this guy in sushi now. By the way, he hated the sushi. He was yeah, like yeah, yeah. you yeah, for the Hollywood. He was like, mm-hmm. Oh, the way that he was eating it. It's like he was miserable putting it down. And it looked like great. You guys did the omakase.
1: Yeah. Okay?
0: And and your sushi knowledge. Now, something that you said that really bothered me because I always do it and I almost felt you know, like you were talking. How would you know? Why did you get a lot of feedback on that part? No, but I just had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, because is it not- the, now that you 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 know me this long by now that you knew I was going to say that, or that was just a no, hot take that you remember? You're
1: like you said, it's something that I always do, and I'm like, what else would you always do? Put the fucking armpits. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> so, I just figured it, and you know what? I don't think that's that bad of an offense. I think it tastes good. Wasabi and soy sauce taste good together? Sure does yeah. Um. So I don't really think it's that bad. But
0: but but traditions- at
1: omakase, they like they have a little paintbrush with their soy sauce. Usually it's homemade at a good place. They make their own sauce mixture. And before they give it to you, they put a little they take the rice. They put a little dot of wasabi on the rice before they put the fish on it. And then they brush it lightly with the sauce. I've seen so that. It's like the perfect piece. So then people are just putting globs in wasabi and they're leaving it all globby and mixing it and shit in there. Dunking it. The biggest offense to me, soy sauce with wasabi. If you use it sparingly and you mix it up, not a big deal. Dunking it rice side down into yes. the soy sauce, that is just like just get a fucking
0: salt lick like a deer. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna you know it's and it. Andy. This is right up my alley. I love talking food. And, and and I really learned from your sushi episode. I really did what you said is it's pretty much much if you dip the rice. Fish on top. If you dip the rice into the into the soy sauce, it's pretty much just like a salt bomb, is what you said on the bottom of it. It is. Rice just soaks all of that up. It's it's a next level. I mean, you see the sushi floor very well, Andy. It's very impressive. I almost think the reason that I put the wasabi into the soy sauce, to be honest with you, yes, it tastes very good, but in the beginning, when you sit down you're just looking for something to do with your hands <laughs> you know what i mean you just you, you, you got to be do something so i take the wasabi i, to I mix you it you
1: your hands first clean just go wash
0: them i know yeah i know i'm just i'm just looking for something to okay, do with my hands okay i got a
1: hand. question though sure when, it, when it's nigiri do you eat it with your hands or chopsticks
0: another thing that i learned i i eat it with the chopsticks and apparently what you said and what the, the sushi chef said was you're supposed to take it with your hands.
1: Yeah. And they don't fault people. It's not one of those things like you, what are they doing? Some people, even in Japan choose to do it with chopsticks. So this is kind of like, you can do whatever you like, but if you think about it, the way nigiri is designed, it's kind of like uncomfortable to eat with chopsticks. Totally. It's too big, the balance of it going yep. like that. It's such a like handheld thing going like that is just so
0: much more natural. Well, that's the thing, Andy, with the nigiri, I, I would prefer to do it by hand. I just yeah. never knew that that was an option in the sense of or something, right? I sure did. I thought it was against the culture. I thought turns yeah. out it's exactly what the culture asks for. Yeah. Do you have a hard time? Uh, I, I want to stay on the sushi subject. I got one more sushi question for you. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a hard time now, Andy Milonakis sits at the table goes for sushi me if I go and I sit down with you, Andy. This guy knows what he's talking about. This is the guy that's putting in the order. Okay, but don't you find the sushi order to be a very tough thing to do. It's hard to figure out who wants what and getting the right amount of food in the sushi order. Now in that video you had the omakase, so that usually you're going to get you're going to be okay. Yeah. But the sushi order is very tough to get everybody at a good spot where they're full without over-ordering, without under-ordering.
1: Well, the good thing is you don't have to cook it, right? So it's it's not really that bad. Under-order, see how everybody's doing after they eat. I think, like, you know, having an uh, order, if you're, if you're not doing rolls and you're just doing nigiri, like, ordering, like, maybe anywhere from like 10 to 14 pieces per person okay and having some sake having some beers you know it comes out where there's like here you're with four people here's two each of this fish here's two each of that fish and then when you're all done you're like getting a little soft and you're like damn I want like at least four more pieces or at least six more pieces. And then you, you know, you put in a little like last uh, last order
0: to where it's almost better. It's kind of like a steak to where you almost want to, if anything, undercook it so you could always throw it back on. If anything, you want to under order so that you can always order more, which people kind of frown upon. I think that's a great play.
1: Also, if you if you have pieces where you're like, man, the Toro wasn't really that good today, but the red snapper was like 10 out of 10. let Let's Get another few red snappers. do Do you live in L.A.? I lived in L.A. for 17 years. Right now, um, during the pandemic, was like a weird time. I, I, I went to Texas just on a one-week trip with my boys. We have a lot of other streamer friends there, so we just decided to, like, instead of getting on a plane, we just said we're just going to go in on a place. Um, I stayed there for like seven months. I got rid of my L.A. place, and then Texas was kind of getting a little bit weird on me, so I went to New York, and that's where I'm from. And now I have a place in New York. Um, and when I get back, I'm in Greece right now. When I get back from Greece, um, I uh, I gotta make a decision because I I might move to like, I might move to Brooklyn or Manhattan, or I might say fuck it and move back to Cali. I really don't know yet. So
0: you're in a Greece Airbnb right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Is that a Greece thing that they do with their shelves? I can't get over those shelves no, that you got. That's a bizarre. People. It used to be an architect office. Come on. Yeah, oh, show us around, Andy. Show us around, would you? Around look at this. Little... Look at that view from Mr. Milanakis. It's oh, probably going to be
1: blown out on a on Mac
0: thing. Oh, look at Andy Milanakis living the big city dream right there. <laughs> look at the band taking on Greece. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm on the island of Crete right now. This is where my dad was born and raised. Okay, well, you know what? Here's what I need for you, Andy. It, it's... Time time is up here for us, which is a shame. Okay, because I'm having a ball. I really am. I'm having a very good I'll time with you. Some time. I, I need I need two things from you. Okay. okay. First things first, ladies and gentlemen, King Night is coming to the Fantasia Film Festival. Andy Milanakis is in that. Be sure to not miss that. But I need two things from you, Andy. Okay. One, if you come back to LA, I would love to go to sushi with you. I really would. I'll let you do, do the ordering. I want to, I'm not going to do any ordering. We're doing omakase style. Baby. Let's do the omakase style. That's, that's the first thing. I want to get sushi with Andy Milanakis. Okay. Sam, Sam's a, Sam. Can I get sushi with Andy Milanakis next time we're in LA? That's, that's up to you. <laughs> is, it, is that uh, something yeah. that we could, we could set up or can I go right through you, Andy? You go right through me, baby. Okay. I'm going to do this right through you. And then I got a food podcast called The Pantry Boys that I need you on. I think okay. you are so suited for this. Okay. Oh, the, yeah. Now my Instagram, Andy, is brilliantly dumb. Brilliantly dumb. Hit me with it. Hit brilliantly so funny. Dumb. One of my
1: businesses on my credit card, it's it's uh so stupid.
0: Okay, look, look at this. We were meant to go have sushi with each other. Brilliant. I have dumb. a
1: better business though. My better business is called I'm not very good.
0: You're my kind of guy. You're my kind of guy, Andy. Brilliantly dumb on Instagram. Okay. You hit me with the follow. We're gonna set up the sushi. And I gotta get you on this podcast to to talk to talk sushi. Uh, I just sent you a DM. Look at this. There was our guy, Andy Milanakis. Okay, you're locked in. Andy, phenomenal stuff. I get a kick out of you. I really do. We're gonna get you on that podcast. And you keep doing you, my man. You keep doing you. All right. I'm doing you, baby boy. All right. Hey, nice talking with you, Andy. Hey, you too. Take care, See brother. You. All right, folks. There you have it. Andy Milanakis. I don't know. I I, I still think Milanakis has some juice. Now, we haven't seen him since, I don't know, 2007. The Andy Milanakis show stopped. I mean, and, and I mean it when I say he's one of those guys where it's just, if you know, you know. You know what I mean? But I think Milanakis still has some juice. I got a kick out of him. It's not like he was really trying to be funny, but just you know, he's a funny looking guy. Watching him talk about sushi was was very very soothing. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't think that I would grab sushi with Andy Milanakis, I think he's a fucking character. And a possible returning friend of the pot. I don't know. Time will tell. Do we bring in Milanakis from time to time? Probably not, but Funny guy. Got a kick out of him. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that I was going to keep you going uh, without doing and an send you off on your way for Tuesday, you're wrong. We will not leave the show. We will not stop this show till we get a question here on the Ask Bob segment. You know the drill, ladies and gentlemen. Call into the voicemail 848-281-7906. Let it rip. Nothing off limits. Nothing should ever be off limits. Fire away. I'm here. Bobby's here. Let's talk. Whether you want to talk food, golf, whatever it may be, day-to-day situations, we love the voicemail. Coming into the voicemail, we got Jordan from Syracuse. Jordan, lay it on us. Uh, Jordan, Syracuse, New York. Long time, first time. I got two things for you. One is a brand that just can't be anything else. And two, is a food item that's good no matter where you get it. Number one, I got Frank's red hot sauce. And number two, I got the tuna melt. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, we got a. I I mean, uh, oh, the tuna melt call was something. I mean, you could have given me 5,000 guesses on what that would be. To, I don't think I would have guessed tuna melt. He, Jet, what he pretty much said, something that no matter where you get it, it's good. There is some shady tuna out there, Benny the Jet. I, I think, you know, Jordan, I respect the call. I love the call, but whoa, that is a really bold take to where, you know, I think for the first time in the show's history, to be quite frank, I don't know how to respond. I'm a little, I'm a little taken aback by by tuna. Now we'll get into the Frank's red hot sauce. Um, I think Frank's is good, but I'll be honest when it comes to hot sauce. I'm a Tabasco guy. I'm not going to sit here and argue on the Frank's. Frank's is good. I'm still waiting for a hot sauce to really rock my world. I really am. There's different people in the market now trying to do the hot sauce. I'm waiting for a hot sauce that's going to rock my world. You know what I mean? Something that's like a no brainer to, to where, you know, we're using it as an everyday condiment. You know what I mean? I know there's some people out there using hot sauce every day, but I want a hot sauce that's going to really step up to the plate and rock my world a little bit. I haven't found it right now. I go to ba- I go to Basco, but let's get back to this tuna take uh, what, what Jordan from Syracuse is saying that you could get a tuna sandwich just about anywhere. A tuna melt, that is, which is even a little more riskier. Uh, I just don't see it. I just, I just, I want to, you know, I want to try and see it. I really do. But I I just think that, I think that is way off, just way off. Um, Tuna's risky, man. You could go to a diner and get a good tuna melt. You could also go to the di- a diner and get just a horrific tuna melt. It, that over there is a very, very risky food item. I, me, I've said it before. I've said it on Pantry Boys. I think a food that you could go to just about anywhere and, and it's going to be somewhat good is a slice of pizza. I think you're going to find bad slices of pizza, but I guarantee you you'll still eat that slice of pizza every time you hand me a shitty tuna melt. I ain't finishing that thing. Sometimes people just bombard the tuna melt with cheese and just stack five to six layers on there, throw it under one of those broils. It just pops it for a couple seconds. It's all melted over. And it's just like, you could feel yourself just consuming dairy. Dairy and tuna. Risky, risky play, Jordan from Syracuse. I do like a good tuna sandwich, um, but if I'm going one spot that I know it's it's going to bang, I, I need a food that's going to bang, I'm going a slice of pizza every time. I you was know, just recently in New Jersey, and something that I didn't appreciate, I love LA. LA's the best. LA has really good food. They don't have the Jersey, New York pizza. They just don't have it. And and being able to walk around in the city, being able to walk around in Jersey and going in just about to any pizza shop and you know you're going to get a slice, it's going to say, hey, let me see that palette. I'm about to just rock its world a little bit. That's a beautiful thing. Anywhere you go, anywhere you go in Jersey, anywhere you go in New York, you can trust the slice you're going to get. Are there ones better than others? No question about it. But wow, what a place for a slice of pizza. The last thing I want to say about the slice of pizza, which I also think that I came, I, I grew up, uh, born and raised in New Jersey, but I hadn't been back to Jersey in a few years now. Something that really I forget about. You know, everybody says the water with the pizza. Maybe so. I I, I do think that is true, definitely, for sure. However, let's not forget about the Jersey tomatoes, because if these pizza shops, sorry, I'm really getting into this. If this pizza shop is really doing it right, they're using those Jersey tomatoes. They don't call it the Garden State for nothing. And that's why I also will say hot take, Jersey slice over New York slice without a doubt. New York does a great slice. They're not doing a Jersey slice. I said it. I said it. Stand by it. Is it the water? Yes. Don't sleep on the tomatoes, ladies and gentlemen. Good tomato sauce can really take you home. We all know that. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, that does it here for another edition of the brilliant show. We thank you. We love you. We'll be back Tuesday, ready to rock and roll. This is what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you folks. Take care.